Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to another edition of Kansas City Training Camp Live. I'm Jay Binkley. From 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City. Give me a follow on Twitter at the number three, Guys in the Garage. Uh, hit me up there with questions as we're taking you all the way to the regular season here on Kansas City Training Camp Live. I hope you're enjoying the other training camp lives. It's good stuff. Kansas City Chiefs in action tonight at 7 o'clock out in Arizona. DeAndre Hopkins not playing for the Cardinals, but for the Kansas City Chiefs, looks like most of the players are full go. Andy Reid said the players. We'll play in the first half of this game. So expect to see him, but you never know. I mean, if they get what they see, if they get done what the players see, Andy Reid will pull them back. He's supposed to play the starters the first quarter. Well, he's not supposed to do anything, do whatever he wants, but he was going to play the um, the starters through the um, first quarter last week, and it was Mahomes, four plays on the first drive. He comes out, or he didn't come out for the second drive, but the offensive line still came out there for backup quarterback Chad Henney. But really, the the defensive line really stole the show. I thought they really shut down the run game. And, you know, everybody's talking about the Chiefs offense, which is going to be dynamic this year. But what a what a nice sign it is seeing the Chiefs defense play their way in it, playing in training camp. It's to a point that the competition is is intense up there. Tackle Charlton, Alex Okafor. Will Okafor even make the roster? Who knows? Tim Ward, Turk Warden, you know, Mike Dana, draft pick from last year. And I'm not even mentioning Jaron Reed, Derek Nottie, Chris Jones. Frank Clark on that defensive line. So his defensive line, this will be the best defensive line the Chiefs have had, in my opinion, since Andy Reid has been here. It's been that kind of quality of offensive line and looking or defensive line, looking forward to seeing it in action against the Cardinals. Really looking forward to seeing it in regular season. But as Eric Bieniemy said in his press conference last week, iron sharpens iron. So as good as the defense is, it'll just make Patrick Mahomes and the offense that much better. He's getting good looks. Matter of fact, I remember when Patrick Mahomes was playing on the scout team, you know, he was doing some incredible things to the defense that they'd never really seen before. I mean, Derek Johnson spoke about it. Tom Bali spoke about it. But was he really getting looks? Because Bob Sutton's defense with the Kansas City Chiefs, the defense wasn't as good, of course, as it is under Steve Spagnola. But they're giving Patrick Mahomes and the offense new looks, and that's, that's important for the development of this offense to see a good defense week in and week out. As a matter of fact, through training camp, you know, you hear a lot of reports on, on defense. I was talking for just my own eyes, watching training camp and seeing the defense and how aggressive they were. And Chris Jones all over the place from defensive end to the inside. It was good to see. And then when Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator, spoke during training camp, it happened to be on the two days where the defense won the day. So, but that's to be expected. Get the new offensive line, getting the gelling. It's... Taking some time, right? They're lineman communication, but it's important. 
because the Chiefs right now are starting three rookies on the offensive line. And not many people would have thought that at the beginning of the year. Or even at the draft. Take after the draft, you said there was going to be three offensive line rookie starters for the Kansas City Chiefs. A team that's been the three straight AFC title games, two straight Super Bowls, completely flips the offensive line. We're not one starter's returning. And to say three rookies are starting, you think I'm crazy. Well, as soon as free agency started, the Chiefs made a bid on Joe Tooney. They tried to get Trent Williams in here. Ended up trading for Orlando Brown, which I think is the better option, seeing he's younger. Chiefs probably will give him a new contract next year. But then the rookies. You know, Creed Humphrey just seized the job at center. You know, coming from Oklahoma where he didn't yield a sack at his time down in Norman for a fast-paced offense with Lincoln Riley. And then really one of the surprises, Trey Smith. I know I know, NFL.com had an article about, you know, non-draft or drafted non-first-rounders. And they mentioned Trey Smith as one of the 11 uh, possible risers. And, you know, the fact that Laurent Devarney Tardif, who started the Super Bowl two years ago, opted out last year, that uh, he's hurt. No, Trey Smith won that job before LDT got hurt. This guy is, this guy's been one of the stars of training camp. In my in my mind, it's been one A, Chris Jones, one B with Trey Smith as far as guys that stood out. And then you have the right tackle, Lucas Niang, who kind of found his way as a starter when Mike Rimmers had the back spasms. I remember uh, ESPN Insider had a story uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, right, right before training camp, and they didn't think any start, rookie starters would be on the offensive line. That's just not proven to be the case. The majority of the starters on the offensive line are rookies. So you got the rookies, you know, Creed Humphrey from Oklahoma, Trey Smith from Tennessee, Lucas Niang played his football at TCU. Then you have Joe Tooney over from the Patriots and Orlando Brown from the Ravens, just different styles. You know, especially Orlando Brown over run heavy, heavy offense, number one running offense in the NFL with the Baltimore Ravens. So how are these guys going to gel? The good thing is they showed up to OTAs, but now they're getting the chance to hit somebody else. And Orlando Brown has spoken about the uh, the line consistency <clears throat> going into Chiefs training camp as far as as far as the what he wants to see from this line. And they're really proud last week that Clyde Edwards-Alaire busted off that 10-yard run to kind of set the tempo for this line. But it's a work in progress with this offensive line. The good news is it starts now. And Andy Reid... We'll play rookies. It's not his MO to play a lot of rookies. He did with Kareem Hunt because Spencer Ware got hurt, and he did last year with Clyde. But they have three on the offensive line. But he knows what he's doing, and you're not starting for this team if you're not ready to play. And the bottom line is Andy Reid's an old offensive line coach from the University of Missouri. It's where he played, or it's where he coached uh, the offensive line. Then he worked his way up. Andy Heck's been doing a great job here with the offensive line in Kansas City. But they're not going to play anybody on that offensive line that's not ready for the challenge. Matter of fact, Orlando Brown, you know, speaking um, speaking about the offensive line and where they're at and what they're doing, and, you know, he talked about, hey, he didn't necessarily say he's only a gamer, but, you know, the big talk last week, we've talked about it too, was everybody was looking at the one-on-one drills, maybe a 20-second clip on Twitter, and they based their opinion on, on Orlando Brown Based on that, and that's just simply not fair. They're working on pri- on different disciplines. Jeff Schwartz, the former lineman, even tweeted out that, hey, these things are geared geared for the uh, defense because they know where they're going. They know where they're going. And these guys in the, in the offensive linemen don't exactly know what they're going. 
But Orlando Brown did also speak about the identity of Chief, of uh, the Chiefs' offensive line. We want to be physical and we want to fly to the ball. And um, at the end of the day, man, this is, you know, it's a great organization. You know, Pat's the best quarterback in the NFL, on, you know, literally an MVP, Super Bowl MVP. And there's a ton of other great skill positions here. So the standard is really high. And we understand that. And at the end of the day, man, we're just striving to get to, to be the best offensive line in the, in the world. You know, what I mean, that's the mentality. That's the, that's the approach. You know, one of the other things I was talking about with Orlando Brown, the difference in playing in Baltimore and Kansas City, just two different styles. I think a variety in a variety of different ways schematically here. Uh, it's a lot different from what I've what I've been exposed to in Baltimore. Um, I think that this is more of your traditional pro style uh, offense with a splash of the college concepts. And so uh, it gives me an opportunity to really showcase a different side of my game, a different uh, side of my ability. And I'm really looking forward to being able to get out there on Sundays and, you know, obviously with this preseason game coming up and and really just show what I can do in space and all of these different zone concepts and these different passing concepts, man. It's, I'm really excited for it. It's, I'm enjoying it. You know what I mean? It's just been a blast. It is a different offense to pick up. I mean, with the Baltimore Ravens, run-heavy offense. I will say this, the last two years, he's only penalized twice. Did not give up a sack. He played the majority of the time at right tackle. Ronnie Stanley goes down and goes with 389 steps over left tackle. But, you know, learning a new discipline with this offensive line, it's going to take time. Well, let's look at it. I mean, they still got two preseason games left, then a couple of weeks off before the regular season. And again, this is probably your offensive line with the Chiefs you're going to see for the next three or four years. Joe Tooney's 28, new contract. Orlando Brown will probably get the new contract. Creed Humphrey, Trey Smith, and uh, Lucas Niang working on those rookie contracts. This is what uh, Orlando Brown had to say about the young guys on the offensive line. Oh, man, I mean, they're great. They're great. I mean, as far as for them to be rookies, man, doing what they're doing in practice uh, is really special. Uh, obviously, starting with Lucas, man, at, at tackle, which is a really hard position in this league, especially right tackle. Um, you know, man, he's going to see a lot of talent. And, I mean, I think he's he's ready for the challenge. He's a really, really good player. He's a great athlete, and he's got really good feet. He's super big, man. And, and uh, you know, I'd be surprised if, if he were to struggle this year. Uh, Trey as well, man. Trey's another guy that uh, I feel as though, as he said before, man, he's a goon. You know what I mean? He, he approaches it like that, and he's got that type of mindset. So uh, he's been able to consistently uh, kick ass out here at camp, man. And, you know, I'm, I'm super proud of the way that he's approached it and approached the game. He's been really good, and, and Creed is Creed. You know, boomer sooner, man. I, I expect nothing less. <laughs> so. so there you go, Orlando Brown. And it's one thing about this offensive line. It's the light switch that came. Come on, even Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator, when he was asked a question about Mahomes and the communication process with the tackles on the offensive line. You know what? That communication has been very good. Now, I will say this. All right, the thing that I appreciate is the job that Coach Heck does with him in that old line room. He has a bunch of characters in there. He does a great job of getting those guys to jail together. The unique aspect is that we're still growing together because there are a number of things that we're, we're putting and presenting to these guys. But on top of that, our defense is doing a great job of mixing it up as well. So these are the days that you love and appreciate because it helps us to grow. You know, ideally, as a coach, you want everything to be perfect. That's not realistic. That's why we do what we do. The beauty of it is, is when the mistakes happen, it's a learning tool. It's a learning opportunity. So we just go in there and make sure that we do a great job of explaining. And the thing that I appreciate about all those guys up front 
is that they do a great job of correcting it and they talk amongst each other. And you would, if you guys can sit in our meeting rooms, the, the communication aspect of it is great. And that's what makes it fun working here because those guys know exactly what they need to do and how they need to do it. And they're humble enough to express themselves that way. Boom. That's what the Chiefs are. That's priority number one. Do you remember last last Friday when I was talking about Saturday's game and say the offensive line? It's key number one. Is that the offensive line goes? Patrick Mahomes goes, Travis Kelsey, Terry Kill, the rest of the offensive line. Andy Reid's uh play calls that he makes. Um, Eric Bienemy, the offensive coordinator, it all matters on what they can trust. It's the trust factor. Can they trust the offensive line? And they're building that trust process up, process up with the Kansas City Chiefs. And I'm looking for, you know, Clyde Edwards Alaire. You know, the guy that we not talked about as much with the new offensive line. He's got a lot to gain with getting those holes opened wide open for him. I expect big things from him out of the running back position this year. But the bottom line is, when guys are drafted with the Chiefs, kind of reminds me of the Steelers and the Patriots. Chiefs have gotten got that point. When you're drafted, you're expected to play. Training wheels are not on. Like some teams don't have expectations. You know, they may win four games in a year, and you have low pressure on you as a player, and you're learning, you're adapting. Now with the Chiefs, you get drafted with this team, and you're protecting a half-billion-dollar quarterback. You're with a team that's been the two straight Super Bowls. The expectations are high for this offensive line. It's still my number one focus for this week's game, and hopefully they'll play a majority of the first half of the offensive line to see what they're doing, see if they're gelling. Because we know with the defensive line, they can repeat that performance against San Francisco you're looking at good things. You're looking at good things. But I think inside the trenches, I'm really liking the way the Chiefs are shaping up. I mean, the offensive line in the past has been technician-based. It's been fine. I mean, especially when Mitch Schwartz played. And when he played, the Chiefs didn't have them, unfortunately, throughout the playoff run. But this is one of the better right tackles in the game who went healthy. But they've got a bunch of nasty guys in the offensive line that want to punish people. Want to punish people. It's kind of like Trey Smith. He's the rookie that everybody's talking about. And here was his thoughts on communicating with the three rookies, himself, Craig Humphrey, and Lucas Niang. Yeah, I think I just got to be better uh, just knowing my assignment, um, you know, executing my assignment, doing my techniques, and understanding the offensive scheme a little bit better. I have to do a better job of that. So, you know, he, he did fine. He did fine. And he's a tough guy. <laughs> it's fun that the Chiefs have him. It's fun that he slipped in the draft. He was the best value in the draft, in my opinion, going to sixth round because when he redraft this bad boy, he'll be in the first round just like luxurious need last year. This is what Trey Smith had to say, what he learned about himself in game one. Yeah, uh, I can actually do it. <laughs> you know, that's probably the first thing. Um, just watching the film, you know, it's got to finish better. Uh, that was the first thing that stood out to me, just uh, finishing my assignment and executing a lot better. So finish his, his assignment, finishing things off and put putting it all in. Again, it's a new learning experience. Last week was the first time, you know, he's hit another NFL team. I get it, the 49ers didn't have 22 starters, but it was a good learning experience for the Kansas City Chiefs offensive line. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be guys we're looking at maybe to make this roster. Jody Fort's at a tight end if the Chiefs keep four tight ends or Marcus Kemp at wide receiver. But the guys they're counting on are going to be those guys in the trenches. They're going to make this whole offense go. Defense is going to, if they can get three and outs, they're going to put Patrick Mahomes back out there. 12th in the NFL in uh, points against last year. You know, it's something they want to shave down. They gave up 22.6 points a game. You know, they may be pressing 20 or less points this year. They could be a top 10 defense, in my opinion, if things hold up. And, of course, we've talked a lot about the defensive line, but also the defensive backs. You know, right now, it's Shervarius Ward, Legereus Sneed, 
Ward on the left, Snead on the right. But then my cues would come in at the cornerback, kick Snead in uh, to the interior where he actually kind of split up. 177 snaps outside, 164 on the inside. But he's really good on the inside. He learned both. Learned to play on the outside and the inside. So looking forward to what he can do. This whole defense is a whole. Like Chris Jones, you know, talked about the majesty of Chris Jones and how good he's looked on the defensive line. Had a couple snaps there at defensive end. They moved him to the inside. And voila, he gets another sack. This is part of the course. This is what you're going to see. This is what you're going to see from Chris Jones this year. Paired with Jaron Reed, you're talking two of the better interior pass rushers in the NFL. Chris Jones is probably behind Aaron Donald. He's number two, in my opinion. Then you pair him with Jaron Reed. There's no other better combination with that than uh, Jaron Reed and Chris Jones when he goes to the inside, but it's going to be a hybrid player. He's even said, you know, don't consider me just a defensive end. He'll bounce around. He'll do the things the Chiefs, the Chiefs want him to do, especially Spagnola. He even admitted back in May. He said, you know what? It's going to depend on the situation. going to depend on the game. Whether we bounce him inside or to the outside, it's all going to be dependent on that. But he's really been a guy, Chris Jones, that flashed to me. I know a lot of people were, were asking who really flashed at training camp. And the answer is Chris Jones. Chris Jones, 100%, uh, what he was able to do. So much so that NFL Network came to Chiefs training camp. It was James Palmer that came. And he said he talked to Brett Veach. Brett Veach said that he's had the best training camp since he's been a Kansas City Chiefs, Chris Jones. And I believe it. You know, you talk about the 15 pounds he's lost. He did yoga, ate a lot of fish, you name it. But <laughs> Chris Jones playing like a man possessed. He just is. And, you know, James Palmer talking to uh, to, to Brett Veach like that, that's, that's the number one thing I came away with. Talked about on here that he's flashed more than any other person. On, on this defensive line, he's been that good for the Kansas City Chiefs, and it's been good to see. So with the defensive line, the starters, that's who you, you really count on. Now, if you just talk about guys making the team, what do you want to see? Well, first of all, Jody Fordson. He put on 20 pounds of muscle, the opposite side of Chris Jones. He puts on the weight. He's a wide receiver, convert, converted to tight end. Will the Chiefs keep four tight ends? Will they keep the fullback, which Michael Burton that came over from the Saints, I think they do because he's four-phaser on special teams. They'll use him in different situations. And he, he's just one of those guys that uh, you bounce him in and out depending on the situation. I think the quarterback on the other team will be looking around, finding out where exactly is Chris Jones lining up. Is he lined up on the inside? Is he lined up on the outside? Where will we see Chris Jones? But regardless, looking forward to seeing him tonight. Really looking forward just to another game. Of course, don't know what's going to happen next week when they play the Minnesota Vikings. Don't know if it'll be treated like now, supposedly the starters will still play in that game. We'll see. We'll see what happens. They see enough tonight to where they can rest a lot of those players next week. We'll see. That's yet to be defined. But I will say this. He's starting to get some national run for what he's doing, Chris Jones. You know, Doug Farrar of USA Today looked at the uh, looked at all the players. Uh, on the on the defensive line, called Jaron Reed the best four-eye guy in the National Football League, and he called Chris Jones the best three technique. I'm telling you, when he's on the inside with Jaron Reed, just a different animal. Matter of fact, former NFL fullback Michael Robinson's on NFL Network thinks that Chris Jones could be the player of the year. When you look at this Kansas City team, 
when they really became a threat was when the defense got together. And I think it's all embodied in Chris Jones, defensive tackle. Oh, and excuse me, transformed uh, body, a defensive end, Chris Jones, a guy who's led this team in sacks and quarterback hits the last three seasons. I think he can be dominant this year. I think uh, if the defensive end position works out for him, I think this guy can have 20-plus sacks. He's always gunning for that. As long as he can still take on the double teams as a three technique, I think this guy could possibly be the NFL Defensive Player of the Year um, in 2021 because I think he's just that explosive. I think he's that impactful. And it's really not another defensive tackle that has this type of impact on a team other than a guy out there in Los Angeles and Aaron Donald. And that is high company, high praise to be mentioned in the same sentence as Aaron Donald. I think this kid, Chris Jones, man, well, he's not a kid. He's a grown man. I think Chris Jones can be in that uh, can be in that sentence and in that conversation every single year. So in the trenches where it's at, whether it's on the defensive line, whether the offensive line, really dictate the Chiefs this season. Looking forward to I me. Mean, the concrete's been poured to the foundation with the offensive line. They're only going to continue to get better. This defensive line is the best I've ever seen with Andy Reid in Kansas City. Should be a fun season. We'll see what happens tonight against the Arizona Cardinals. And then, of course, the Minnesota Vikings wrap up uh, preseason next week on Friday night. The Chiefs broke camp in St. Joe this week. They're back practicing at uh, One Arrowhead Drive now at the, at the complex there near Arrowhead. And, well, they haven't practiced yet. They, they're in Arizona. But next week on Monday, they'll start up practicing at home. Remember, the cuts went from 90 to 85 last Tuesday. This Tuesday, they'll drop 85 to 80. And then after the last preseason game that following Tuesday, the numbers really drop from 80 to 53. Again, 16 men on the practice squad like last season. You can keep up to uh, up to six players that have two NFL um, accrued NFL seasons. And then, of course, four guys you can protect, which I think is really important. But uh, anyway, we'll report back on Monday, 2 o'clock, 2 o'clock to 2.30, do the same thing. On Friday, looking forward to the Vikings game. But really, that's it. I mean, number one and number two priorities to watch tonight. Continue to see this offensive line gel, see that communication, get that trust factor. Patrick Mahomes in the offensive line. Then, of course, the defensive line as well. Can they be as dominant as they were last week? Yeah, sure, it's fun to watch the camp guys. Can they make the roster? But really, the first priority is this offensive line. Getting cohesion to where they can run this offense to facilitate it any way that they want. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed the program. We'll talk to you guys at 2 o'clock, coming up on 2 uh, two to 2.30 right here on Odyssey Sports. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.